Hi, and welcome to our sixth episode of the Jupiter Farms Residence Podcast. I am Jillian. I am Kristen. And with us, we have Mike Dillon, who is the Manager of Operations for the South Indian River Water Control District, otherwise known as Sir Wicked. Wicked. Hi, Mike. Hi, ladies. And a little note, Maddie is out of town today, so sadly, he won't be joining us. Very sad. It's very sad. Okay, so... Mike, thanks for coming today. And in the words of Mike Howard, we want to say, who is Sir Wicked and why is he so wicked? It's always the question <laughs> we get. He always puts it. Who is Sir Wicked? Well, it stands for South Indian River Water Control District. Uh, believe it or not, we've been around since 1923. It's a long time. Established. Yep. July of 1923. And we service Jupiter Farms. We service Palm Beach Country Estates. And some people don't know this, but we also serve a secret landing in Jupiter Park of Commerce. On the other side of 95. On the other side of 95, that's right. So we have about 6,000 parcels total, and we estimate about close to 10,000 people living in the district now. That's a lot of people. And that's a lot of people to service. And you guys handle drainage, water drainage, yep. and road maintenance. Yes, we do. Road maintenance. Uh, we handle the swales. We mow them, we clean them out, we do culvert installs, uh, not a lot, Not only just driveway culverts, we do road intersections, canal installs. That's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. For you and to do for personally. The, for the yeah. amount of people yeah. we have, we, we stay very busy. Yeah. And you guys are really efficient. So since we're at the beginning of rainy season, we kind of want to focus today on water. So water drainage and a whole bunch of different water topics because... The it's season coming. is coming. coming. Yes, it so, is. Summer is coming. So please describe the difference between primary drainage and secondary drainage out here. Okay. Well, the primary drainage are the are the canals. And the canals are basically, I call them the main arteries of the system. How many of those do we have in the district? We have 12 canals on the west side, and we have eight canals on the east side. Okay. That's a lot of canals. That's a lot of canals. We have 60 miles altogether. Wow. That's a lot of 60 canal. miles that we that we service. Okay, and the secondary drainage are? So the secondary swales are the roadside swales and the drainage outfalls are also considered secondary and they all feed into the primary canals. Okay, so like I'm at a corner where I have a swale and I'm on a canal also, so I have the little... I'm, I'm, I'm an intersection of an outfall. Yes, so Ooh, you're double jeopardy there. Lucky me. Yeah. Yeah. Now what's the importance when you have the swales? One of the first things that... We see on Facebook a lot is why is there water in my swale? Because it's supposed to be there. Okay, I know, I know that. <laughs> For the people, the people who don't know that, I, I think the general feeling is if there's water in my swale, there's something wrong. I'm going to get a ton of mosquitoes, and why is there water in my swale? Okay, so roadside swales serve three purposes stormwater runoff, that's what they're designed for. They're also designed for retention because everybody's on well systems in Jupiter farms and you have an aquifer that relies on water to stay saturated. So with any gravity fed system and, and, and a well system, you depend on that aquifer being saturated. So therefore you want the swales to hold a certain amount of water and depending on the area that you live in 
as you know, mm-hmm. you would hold more water than everybody say, else. Jillian. Yeah. <laughs> everybody else on the farms. <laughs> All water goes to Kristen's property. You're, you're in the heart of Sir Wicked. But I so. don't mind. No, water's your friend, water's as your people friend. would say. So you also have percolation. So you have stormwater runoff, retention, percolation. Those are the three essential benefits of having the swales. And what we're doing now is we're campaigning, going throughout the farms, checking all the swales, checking the elevations, doing the proper recontouring of the swales, making sure that those three elements are met. And there's, I know from the meetings, from the Sir Wicked meetings, there's a lot of good stuff going on in the background of, of really looking into fixing a lot of things that have, you know, dirt has fallen in or swales have gotten smaller. I had mine cut. I asked you guys to come last year and dig my swale a little bit deeper because mm-hmm. um, it had grown over. And that's worked out great. They cleared the canal. They did a lot of a lot of good things. As for the mosquitoes, from what I understand, unless you have cattails in a very unmaintained, uncut swale, you're not going to, they are not mosquito breeding grounds. More than likely, the mosquitoes breed uh, in areas around your house. They can breed in the grass. They can breed in anything that's holding shallow amounts of water. Very rarely do we see evidence of mosquitoes in in the ditch because it's holding water or or it's too deep, things of that nature. That's just to clear up another one of the Facebook questions that I see. Mm -hmm. And while we're in the swale area, I know a lot of people don't know what a culvert is. So can you talk about what a culvert is? Yeah, it's a little round thing that's under your driveway. Okay, everybody, so and that's how we describe everybody it. Everybody needs one. Right? Hopefully, everybody has one. Yeah, a driveway culvert basically is something under your driveway or driveways. You're allowed to have two per parcel. And the standard install is basically 18 inches, 20 feet long. You can go as long as 40 on these because Jupiter Farms is known as an equestrian area. So, a lot of horse trailers depend on that extra length. So, we do allow up to 40. And the culvert's the homeowner's responsibility to keep clean. That's something that uh, a lot of people don't understand. When you think of culverts and you think of drainage, you think of Sir Wicked Wicked being (laughs) responsible for it all. But actually, the culvert only provides a benefit to the landowner. And so it's up to them to keep it clean, to monitor it, to make sure that when it's reached its useful life, where metal culverts last anywhere from 25 to 30 years, it's time to replace it. And that came up actually last week, too, about somebody said, my, my culvert is clogged. What's the number to Sir Wicked? So I know when ours gets dirt build up, because it, it you know comes from the swale and the dirt kind of gets caught in there. Picks up everything along the way. Mm-hmm. Right. My husband takes a hose, he takes a shovel, and just clears it out so it's the dirt goes into the swale mm-hmm. um, and, and keeps it clean. And you guys also started an amazing, uh, two years now, I think that was Steve Hinkle brought uh, that to the table is three years yep march of 2016 oh, wow going back yep. and so tell us a little bit about that culvert replacement program and okay. how it works so for years people when they replaced their culverts were paying quite a hefty price and the price got up to from what i heard upwards to 800 to a thousand dollars to replace a pipe very big disincentive to replace, yeah. replace it right there my daughter so, needs braces first <laughs> so the issue was people would look at that and say, you know, replacing that is not as important as, you know, paying paying my mortgage. So we were getting a lot of calls and complaints from people saying, hey, my neighbor's pipe is collapsed, water is backing up, you need to make them take it out, so on and so forth. 
And when we talked to the landowners, they would explain to us, you know, it's a lot of money. So this went back to the board. And we had uh, numerous discussions in regards to how can we how can we fix this? Because coming up with a plan that would be a benefit not only to the homeowner, but to the district as well with the drainage is something that we needed to do. So basically came up with a cost share program for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We started in uh, January, December of, uh, of 2015. We finally finalized it in March of 2016. And it's called the Sir Wicked Driveway Replacement Culvert Program. And I so. know a couple of people who have used it. Um, I have. Yeah. Yep. And, yep. It, and, and it, it helps it a lot. helped immensely. And it'll help your entire block. Mm-hmm. Yep. So right now the cost of that is? 300 300 I think it's going to 350 isn't it? There's talk of that. Okay. It so it might go up on, because of the material cost. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Material costs are going up. So they're, they're, we are looking to Which is increase still that. Ridiculously reasonably. And that includes a pipe and the riprap yep. to go around it yep. and whatever sod needs to be replaced yep. and a little bit of contouring at the swale of right the there. Yeah. Because you're also checking our swales at the same time that you're doing this. Yeah. And that's, that was one of the, the big factors. You know, one of the goals we wanted to do was get with the homeowner who has a culvert issue. Okay. And then we explain to them why they need a, a new culvert. But then we go a step further and say, you know, this is why we need to clean the swales. You know, and we explain to them what the, what the purpose of the swales are, what the purpose of a new culvert is. So you have a full functioning culvert with heavy rainfall events, not something that's going to work at 50% capacity or whatever the case may be. So it accomplished a lot of things. It accomplished getting new culverts for the landowner, educating the landowner on the drainage. And what we have found over the years is that the neighbors would come out, like if we're working on a street, neighbors would come out from the other side or whatever the case may be. And they're like, so they ask questions. Yeah, Yeah. basically. They're like, what are you doing? So we explain to them. And next thing you know, we're cleaning whole blocks. Which is great because now the whole block is relieved and the system is better. How many have we put in since the program started? Roughly. We're we're approaching 700. That's great. So 700 more informed residents. Yes. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, more than that, really. I mean, because we're about three months we're about three months on the books right now. Right. So we're out to, was this June? So we're out to about August. And for people that would like to, to get involved in that program, um, if you have an emergency and you're already collapsed, you will get priority. Mm-hmm. And if not, you can put yourself on the list um, and you would call Holly yes. at the Sir Wicked office. I'm going to see if I got this right. 747-0550. That's it. How scary. Do I That's know that awesome. number by heart. How many times do I call her? <laughs> and the, the big thing, I don't know if this, this was clear, when other contractors were doing the culverts for people, the elevations were whatever that contractor decided versus an understanding of the whole system, system and how it works. Yeah. So that's a really big Well, benefit. that's a good point. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point because we come in and we, you know, we My check husband, the grades. My husband, I can put in a culvert. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's <laughs> facing upwards. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Matt. Wait a minute. Mine's upside down. What's wrong with that? No, I Typical. mean, it's, anybody can put a culvert in. I mean, it's really not that hard. You got to put it in right. But you, but you got to step back and say, okay, what elevation am I at? Which way the water is going? I, where do I start? Right. And not uh, even just for that property. You have to look at the district not all as a whole. The swales, yeah. they don't all flow west to direction. east. Some mm-hmm. of the water flows to the west to get to a main canal that's closer, correct? Yeah. yeah so the elevations and the way that it's tilted the the leg bone's not always connected (laughs) to the knee bone yeah exactly exactly i mean you you know the nile river you you might think farms 
<laughs> well, it's interesting. You might think it goes one way when it really goes another way. And then depending on how high the water gets, it may go both you know, ways. It, it could, yeah, I mean, there you go again. <laughs> there you go. She's Kristen. <laughs> um, you want to do another mic check? For <laughs> one, she's always got to make everything dirty. Yeah, yeah, Unbelievable. Know. Makes it interesting. So, so. you're blushing. She's blushing. <laughs> for vegetation. So when you put your vegetative debris out, ideally, where is the best place to put it? For you guys... So, it's, so it, well, for from a drainage standpoint, so when um, solid waste comes to pick it up, mm-hmm. they will actually pick it up, and and if it's sitting there for a week and we have a big rain, mm-hmm. that it's not blocking the culprit. I would assume don't put it in the swale in, right. the, in the ditch part, right? And I know, I've seen that. Yeah, well, lot. well, I want to say first the 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 places you don't want to put it are on the canal right of ways. You do not want to put it in front of a vacant lot because solid waste will not pick it up. Don't cut trees down and have them fall in the canal. That's a big no-no. Um, You'd think that that would be obvious. You would yeah. be surprised. Uh, yeah, bridges you, over troubled water. You yeah, you would be yeah, you'd be surprised. So yeah, I mean the best place to put it is uh, on the shoulder of the road between the edge of the road and the ditch. That's the ideal place. There are some places out here that are pretty tight, so it's more of a. Um, more of a situation where I have to go out and make a make a call and see. We had a gentleman just the other day, uh, speaking of cutting trees down, and he cut trees down. After we cleared this drainage outfall, he decided to cut trees down and have them fall in the outfall. So I approached him. I said, uh, you know, you're really not allowed to do that. And he said, well, look at my swale in front by the road. I have about a foot, you know, between the ditch and the road. Where would you like me to put it? So it's one of those cases where I said, yeah, you know, bring a little bit out at a time. Let solid waste pick it up, bring a little more out at a time. So it's really a case by case. Yeah, and but we have such irregular lots out here that yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's always exceptions. Yeah, I mean, if you if you have that, that room between the road and the ditch, please, yeah, that's, that's where you want to put it. And don't have it sticking out in the road. We've had a few cases where cars have hit debris, and people just assume that, it's your problem. Since we maintain the road, yep. it's our issue. But actually, that that falls back on the owner. We didn't put it out there, so we're not responsible. People try for to it. blame me for everything. They do. We you know we get. We've gotten yeah. good at taking it though. <laughs> I ran out. Of, I ran out of toilet paper last week. It was your that's fault. our fault. That's yeah. our fault. I know. I know. Yeah, you know the wells back up. That's our fault. Uh, you know. Yeah. My cat died. And that's your fault. So, oh. Yeah. It's. Uh, you know, it's, uh, well, you know, people, when they see us out there all the time, we're out there grading, we're out there mowing. The biggest complaint we get are mailboxes. You know, there's uh, one funny story. Actually, a lady called and said we hit her mailbox and the grader hit it. And uh, I said, okay. So uh, I went out there and I'm looking all around on the ground looking for a mailbox. So I call her and I'm like, I said, did you pick your mailbox up? And she said, no, it's in the tree. What? So I look up about 20 feet and there's a mailbox. <laughs> so I said, ma'am, I said, you, Don't think, you think we hit Mike that? Don't piss Mike Dillon off. <laughs> I said, do you think we hit that? And she goes, well, yeah. And I said, okay, well, the grader had to have been going about 240 miles an hour for him to, fling it up. For him to vault that thing up there. I said, no, I don't think we hit was that. It, do you think it was a bunch of kids that just yeah. pole vaulting? Most of the yeah. time it is. Most yeah. of the time it is. I'm not saying we, we never do stuff. Well, um, you can knock into it, but yeah, no, not, that's, yeah, it would be not at 20 over. feet in the air. Yeah, right. that would be. Plus, you guys, you know, they're not all very athletic, so I just can't. <laughs> can't what are you talking about? No, I didn't say all. I said most. 
Lee. You said all, then most. Almost. Then most. It's almost. 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 They're almost athletic. Let's do that. So let's talk rain. Yeah. So rain blame season. it on the rain. Yes. Right. So. All right. What do the we rainy ex- season What do we expect us. in a heavy rain event? What can we expect as homeowners to see how the water comes and what, how it goes? What do it do? Well, in theory, it depends it, what kind of rain. Yeah. Let's let's go back a couple of years, October. So when these rain events so, happen is important because you could be in rainy season or at the end and be already very saturated. Yeah. Or you could be in January and February out of the blue and be totally dry and then be completely saturated in, yeah. in 24 hours yeah. because we've had a couple of those. Yeah, so, I'll so tell you, going, yeah, going back I'll, to that October one. Yeah, I'll tell you, I'll tell you two scenarios. So let, let me do the January one first. So January, very dry. I get a call from emergency management about 10, 30, 11 o'clock saying, you know, do you realize Jupiter Farms is experiencing some flooding? I said, no, not in January. So what happened was a, a big cell just sat over Jupiter Farms for a couple hours. You know, we got over six inches at that point, but about a day and a half later, it was gone. So what happened? I mean, you had the, the land was very dry. The canals were low. It, it was able to take, you know, to take that Just go kind of soak event. It in. Yeah. I mean, the canal levels, you know, hardly went up. So that tells you there that the water percolated before it even hit the canals. Which is the great most part. for our wells. Yes. Yeah, yeah it is. And um, so there really wasn't a drainage issue. We had a few calls, but nothing like October of a couple of years ago. We had very saturated conditions. The canal levels were normal level at that time of year, you know, 14, 14 and a half in GVD. And then we get hit with seven inches in two and a half hours. So in that event, you are going to have flooding. You are going to have roads that go into water, which contrary to some people, roads are part of the swale. They are part of the drainage when you get to that kind of rain falling in that shorter period of time. So, um, I remember the water coming up to our fuel pumps. If you remember where our fuel pumps are at, at the work center. The, and when we had the October, were you guys here for October 1995? No. No. 24 inches of rain in a little over a day. That water never reached the pumps. Weird, huh? Well, because it was just not the ground. Well, I guess it just depends back, on how much rain you the, had all year, too, to some well, degree. Well, that and the fact that there were a lot of vacant lots. Mm-hmm. Uh, hold, right, that then. makes sense. So now that we have built up, and they're building a house behind us, I think it's four feet from the crown of the road now is the code. Wow. Uh, I, I hey, might be wrong, might be three. The finished floor is 18 inches above the crown. Used to be. Didn't they change it? I no. believe they just raised it. No, because we, we just got a new shop. You know, the dimensions on our shop is supposed to be 18 inches yeah, above the crown of the road. you get special dispensation. No, we don't. Oh, I like to think you no, do. grandfathered don't. in. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so, so wicked end. <laughs> so the, the the taller houses and and that lot used to hold a lot of water, and now coming into this rainy season, it's it's probably you know, not the house on to. the pad, and yeah. it's not going to hold as much water. Yeah. So I mean, you know, over the year, I mean, we're about ninety three percent built out, mm-hmm. give or take. So what that tells me, as someone who has to control the water, there's a lot of lots that have been filled in, a lot of houses been built, a lot of retention has been lost. So what we're telling people is that, you know, these secondary swales we talked about earlier, they are becoming more, more and more important. important to the system. Yeah. Ponds because, on uh, properties. Right. Ponds on properties. Ponds on properties, And, yeah. you know, luckily after it happening for so many years, now if you want to fill your pond, you need a permit. Yep. If you want to bring in a ton of fill, or actually not a ton, but a certain amount every year, you need yep. a permit for that because all of that has a lot to do with. So 
I guess as we get more built up and less capacity to hold, Sir Wicked has stepped in to do things that will help us the most. Right. So that's a good thing. Yeah. And those permits come through the county. Yeah. Not not to not the district. Particularly, right. And yeah. that's all that's all county rules that were in place but were never they were kind of never being enforced, right? Ish. Right. Just ish. It's right. Fine. And I know like sometimes when the flooding events happened, certain areas of the farms will dry out faster. Obviously I would think the west side because the water goes west to east. Yep. And so some of us in the middle or the east side will hold water a little bit longer. So it's not really something to freak out about until you give it a couple of days to let things happen. Plus, I also know that we're dependent on South Florida Water Management District because they're in charge of the C-18 canal, which we flow mostly into. Am I correct in that? Yeah, there's a, a G-92 structure that is along the C-18 and it parallels our C-14 canal. So All roads lead to that, basically. Well, Most roads. Um, well, all of our water under normal conditions goes to the Loxahatchee River. During heavy rainfall events, when when I feel it's necessary, I call South Florida and to see if we can get assistance through the G92 structure. So the G92 structure, during normal conditions, will release water into RC14 that goes down to the Loxahatchee because they have to meet minimal flow requirements for the Loxahatchee. That's the agreement they have. But when we need assistance, what happens is the C18 has to reach a level of 15 in GVD for the S46 gates, which are up by Indian Town Road, for them to open. And then the C18 canal has to get down to about 13 and a half or lower for us to benefit you know, you know, the drainage going into the C18 through the G92. Okay. I know it's a lot of numbers yeah. to keep right. up with. So, so basically but. what that means is if we're, we have a lot of roads, a lot of water in our swales on our roads, Hopefully the C18 is at a level where South Florida will let you let some of our water into them to relieve us. Yeah. My job is not let it go too too late. You right. know, so that's why we you know, also determine the time of year it is because if we're in the right. dry season, it's not going to kill us to hold that water for exactly. a week because eventually it'll go down yeah. and percolate right. and we'll keep yeah. our wells going. And yeah. just from the little events that we've had and, and other conversations, they seem to work very nicely with you. Um, yes, we have, have a, a good relationship. We do. So that's a good thing. We do. Yeah, yeah they, they actually came out a few years ago. They brought some engineers out and we toured the area, the lower areas of the district, which is basically around Jupiter Farms Road. And they left with a better understanding of the kind of water we deal with because, uh, you know, it was always a question of, you know, why are you calling why do you want the gates open? You know, why do you, you know, I said, well, you know, why don't you come out and take a look? Get an education. Yeah. yeah. So they did. So okay. they did. So when I call, I always call ahead of time. You know, you, you can, you can see it coming. Yeah. You can see it coming and you know what's going to happen. I've been out here 24 years. I've been working in Jupiter Farms since 1990. He's the weather guy you want to so talk to. So you can, <laughs> you know, you, you, you just know what's going to happen. And so I, I call them, I talk to their manager and just say, hey, look, here's what we have. So can you give us some help? Right. And, and they have and, always responded. And you don't cry wolf, which is good. I mean, you're, no. you're, you're very proactive, but you're not like, oh, my God. You know, no. so that, that makes no. it big. Because crying well, wolf doesn't get you read the story. You know what happens. Yeah, I mean, you know, people need to understand when you get these heavy rainfall events and, yeah, your, your swale's full of water, especially the, the, the newer homeowners out here, it's not going to go away in, in a day. May not even go you're away all come, summer, yeah, depending you, on how often it rains. Exactly, and depending so. on where you live. I mean, you're, you're not going to come home for dinner and buy dessert. The water's gone. It just doesn't work that way. It's a gravity-fed system. 
Most heavy rainfall events, like we had October a few years back, that takes about 48 hours. You know, maybe a little longer depending on where you live. Like, you know, Kristen, right. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it could take it could take a few more days. The best description of Jupiter Farms or the district as a whole, someone, one engineer described it as a golf ball. You just have highs and lows. You have, uh, you know, you, you have areas of sandy soil mixed in with a little marl. You have areas where there's cap rock, where, you know, we can only take the soil so far. You have uh, organics. You have muck. I mean, it is just a... Uh, a mixture of all these soils and, and that, it changes that affects, constantly too i feel yeah. like the underneath because i always feel like my property never holds water the same way each year that's your poltergeist it's just nothing to do with the water <laughs> kristen's on an indian barrel mike screws, with me. Really? mike screws with me and changes my outfalls on me yeah he does <laughs> you didn't see that dam he built by your pond yeah sends everything to you i go out at night yeah <laughs> We fill the soil in. <laughs> was that that truck but, I saw you dumping into her yard? Shh, don't say that. Okay. They don't but, even uh, have a water truck. Oh, you do have a water truck. We right? have a water for tank. T- you have a water tank for when the roads are super dusty in the dry season. It's not real. Right? Yes and no. I mean, we, we use the water tank for a lot of other things. You know, when we when we lay sod in dry conditions, we'll go out and we'll, you know, spray and about. stuff like that. Um, could that be used like, say, an employee fell into the C-18? They could use that to rinse them off, right? <laughs> if we had it back then, yeah. <laughs> Just curious. You know. yeah. By the way, it. the C-18 is really deep. I That's hear. what I hear. <laughs> That's what I heard, yeah. And, uh, oh, rumors. Yeah, no, rumors, you rumors. Know, you know. Um, yeah. Be, I, easy, be easy on that poor guy. Like, I, I know, right? Oh, yeah. He's probably traumatized. Can't imagine that he got promoted. <laughs> it changed his life. Oh. He, had a, he had more of appreciation of water after that. That's true. Yeah, and <laughs> gators and, and uh, moccasins and coral snakes and all that good stuff. I ran into a coral snake one time. Did you? Stuck my head in a culvert. Don't, 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 don't <gasps> oh, ever do God, that. Oh, God, really? Don't ever do that. Yeah. Didn't you see the True deep story. with the moray eel? You don't do things like True that. True story. So when cleaning out your culvert, do not stick your head in it. Yeah, be careful. Okay. You know, put a shovel or something in there first. So what happened? Well, I mean, you know, he has to bite you between the fingers to do anything. So he just skirted on by. Oh, you stuck uh, your hand in there? No, I stuck my head in there. Yeah. They have to munch for a while to actually do yeah, damage. Was, yeah. Small dogs. Did you lose hair? Are easier. Where'd he bite you? He didn't bite me. I wouldn't be here if he bit me. Oh, well, wait, your head would, is so, hard. So we, had, well, we had a culvert that was, wasn't working properly. So uh, I had to stick my head down there and see what was going on. And next thing you know, here comes a. One year we had to jump in the they Canal things, Five. They make things like mirrors mm. on sticks, so you can like check things out. They well, also yeah. make Darwin Awards. That's no fun. <laughs> they also make superintendents to say, "Hey, go, go stick your head in that." Yeah, car, that's it. You? Go, where's the new guy? Yeah, yeah go right. stick your head in there. Well, one year we had uh, Canal Five in Alexander. Yeah, um, the culvert completely backed, got was clogged with hydrilla, and county went out there. They tried to blow it out. They couldn't do it. So I said, okay, let's put two 40-foot culverts together because the culvert, the length of the culvert is about 60 feet. I said, and we'll just try to unplug whatever's in there. So in, in order to do that, we had to get in the water. So we're up to about our neck in the canal. And um, so we get the, we get the traco and we, we, we get it out. And this big ball of hydrilla comes out and two deers what? that were stuffed. Okay, in there so they were by 
Dun, 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 dun. The alligators. The alligators. Oh. Were they still alive? No. No, they were rotting. Ew. You could, oh, yeah, the smell was... it smelled was, really bad. Yeah. Oh, a, you found a zoo a in there. I for uh, flank steak after that. Seek employment at Sir Wicked. Every day is an adventure. Every day is uh, interesting. That's why I love my job. How'd that it's deer different. taste? Um, a little tender. Wasn't too bad. <laughs> a little watery. But that was our first thought. We came out. I was like, oh, crap. Where they're at. Because you know the gators are around somewhere. But, oh. hey, we... We unplugged it. That was the key. We might have lost a limb, but we we got the drainage going. (laughs) (laughs) Anything for so wicked, right? That's right. That is right. That is scary. Two deer stuff in there. Oh, we've seen all kinds of stuff. Uh, You'd be amazed. What was the scariest animal? Besides a big gator or? I was checking Canal 1 by 130th, and I got down around the edge, and then uh, about an eight foot gator popped up. Oh God! Yeah. See, I, I don't. And I popped out. The popping yeah. up is the part yeah. that I don't like. Then you, you see know? them, and you know where they are, and you yep. can kind of be prepared. Then. You just yeah. picture Mike with his feet sticking out of the canal and the vultures, you know, swooping, trying to. Yeah. That's horrifying. I would never want that to happen to you. I hope not. I wouldn't. Jeez, that's terrible. I, this is my worst case scenario. But yeah. it, I mean, got struck by lightning a couple times. You know. <laughs> Like a cat with me nine lives. Me and Amy, go figure. I hate to know Where what we, your work is. Or? We were in Palm Beach Country Estates checking some swales, and it got so close that our hair. Wow, our hair came up. That must oh. have been really. Scary. I have a friend whose father was struck twice: once in Italy and once in the U.S. Jeez. And he lived through both of them. But I just wouldn't ever want to feel that. It was. Ooh. It was. Yeah. John did, you throw, did you throw Amy towards the lightning and protect yourself? <laughs> Well, yeah, she's not the manager. That's right. We <laughs> no, we ran to the truck real quick and was like, did you see that? And I said, see, I felt it. What are you talking about? Uh-huh. Every day is an adventure. That is. Well, we're glad you're still alive after yeah, all really. these episode, epi- episodes, 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 incidences. Yes, and we very much appreciate you and everything you've done for the district as a whole, especially in Jupiter Farms. Yeah, and, and oh, thanks. Yeah, no, I th- I think you have a very good um, way about you in educating people and. Well, we try. Diffusing situations. You're very good at that. Well, we try. We try. And, you know, thanks to you guys, too. And JFR. Oh, you're getting the information out there. I mean. uh, That's the thing, right? If we can, the more people that learn what it is and what it does and why and what we're trying to do to improve it, I think the better. Education is the key. It really is. Most most of the time, once you explain everything to, to people and they have a better understanding of what it is, they don't call as much. Um, oh, and more you know. so they explain it. I've seen people that learn something and then on Facebook went, oh, okay, they were out here a couple of weeks ago and told me this is how this works. And so now they're explaining. educating other people, except David. Nobody explained to him. But, but we, now he knows. Now he knows. Now he knows so what a culvert is. Exactly. <laughs> Word of mouth advertising. You can't okay. be Exactly. <laughs> And if a hurricane comes, get a canoe. If a hurricane comes, you want to get out of your property. Get in, my, <laughs> get in Mike Dillon's truck because you're safe. Yeah, yeah, we'll go check an house. And his yeah. truck. We'll yeah. get in there and see what's plugged. Oh, yeah. Oh, we watched David wrestle an alligator. Oh, oh I just... You look... You look <laughs> don't, don't have a defeatist attitude. It's true. You'll lose slowly. <laughs> oh. We'll find you stuffed in a pipe somewhere. Oh. Well, I, I can't thank you enough for joining us today. Sure, it was great. Um, we got him to come because Maddie wasn't going to be here. And oh, he knew gosh. the girls were going to be kind to him. Yes. No, that's not true. Maddie, we miss you. Yes. Not really. We, we do. <laughs> Take your time. See you when you get back. Mm-hmm. 
So coming up this month, we have our residence meeting on Tuesday, June 11th at the Jupiter Farms Park Pavilion at 7 p.m. This month, we will have our annual elections, and we will have entrusted services coming out to talk about if you have water damage in your house, which is a valid topic since we were just talking about water. And Kelly Rue is sponsoring that meeting from Waterfront Properties with a $50 Visa gift card. Yay. Uh, There is no residence meeting in July, and we will be back to our normal schedule on Tuesday, August 13th. And that's really it for this month. Wrap it up. So we're wrapping it up. So thanks for another edition of the Jupiter Farms Residence Podcast. And we'll see you next month. Bye. 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 If you need more information about South Indian River Water Control District, mm-hmm. you can always go to their website located at sirwicked.org. That's S-I-R-W-C-D dot org. Actually, it's S-I-R-W-C-D at org. Okay. That's the email. That's the email. That's their email? That's No. Sirwicked at sirwicked.org. It is their email. I'm sorry. Just Google over. South Indian River. Yeah. And, then, and then you can go on there and you can find people to email and bother. The you board, can yeah. find the phone number to call Holly, which Jillian already said. Yep. And uh, they'll oh, take care was, of you. It's just so professional. <laughs> I know. All the information will be in the show notes. Yeah, and, and David always puts the information in the show notes, so you can always just go look there and thank, not listen to us. Thank goodness for David, because without him. <laughs> yeah. This has been a production of someone talked media.com.